Well, hello and welcome to the DC United Kingdom podcast. This is going old school because, uh, uh, well, Restream decided to uh, uh, piss us off and not work. So we are back to old school stuff. Um, as always, I'm your host, James Graham. This is season three, episode 24. It is all about decision day madness because uh, that's what we've got tomorrow. Um, if you're listening to this after, we might have already had the decision day and we'll either in the playoffs or we're not in the playoffs who knows we'll find out i'm not i haven't got a crystal ball unfortunately um but as you see alongside me on this side um again old school i have to go the other way i don't know why just thank you zoom uh for saving us in this instance uh daniel how are you doing uh you know back again uh been a little bit but uh no it's been uh, you know, it, it's been frustrating um, seeing this team do so well. And then, um, you know, at a certain point, you know, it, it almost felt like a lock. Uh, but this, the MLS season is um, a harsh mistress. And right now, you know, uh, <laughs> depending on how, where a couple of games go, uh, things can either uh, continue or we'll be sort of looking forward to the next season. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very eager to kind of uh, talk about it, you know, sort of a lot, you know, between tomorrow's game next season and, and the season that was, um, yeah, this, this has been fantastic. Yeah, it really has. Um, just on, if you're watching live um, and you do post a message to us, um, I'm not sure if I get it because it's not, I don't know because we're back on old school systems. Um, it should come through, but if not, and you have messaged us, um, please forgive me. Um, just drop me a DM on Twitter or something like that. I might be able to pick it up as I flick between windows. Um, but yes, yeah, so it is going to be an interesting weekend, but that's what we're here for. We're going to talk all about it. Um, but before we do, let's get into some news because um, there's been quite a lot happening over the last few days. Um, we've now found out that uh, the MLS 2022 season is due to kick off um, on February 26th, so earlier a bit than uh, normal. So World Cup year next year. Um, yes. Happy about that? You know, um, I'm, I'm always happy when the World Cup comes around, um, but its host country is not um, <laughs> a place I'm, I'm super thrilled about no. um, in... in um, myriad reasons but you know again you know the world cup has always been problematic in its own way so you really have yeah. to kind of put your your blinders on if if you're the type of you know, <laughs> who pays attention to the ancillary parts of of soccer um but no i'm very excited uh u.s seems to be in good shape uh for qualification fingers crossed uh, yep. But again, you know, there, things just hang in the balance yep. in, in that way, uh, especially if you're talking about CONCACAF and, and just the way that this um, confederation just really swings in terms of power. So uh, yep. hopefully, hopefully the U.S. keeps their heads on straight and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about it next year. So I'm super excited. Indeed. Indeed. Um, some other key key dates about next season so yeah uh, 26th of february is when it all kicks off um which is a saturday from what i remember seeing uh decision day so what we've got tomorrow um next year is actually on october 9th so quite a bit earlier so that's 
pretty much a full month earlier. Uh, the MLS Cup, uh, that match is on November 5th. Uh, so we would have had it yesterday if it was this mm -hmm. year. Um, again, 34 regular season matches being made up of 17 home and 17 away, um, where we'll face each conference team, so intra-conference, um, twice. So I'd imagine that's the one home and one away. And then we'll play eight non-conference teams, and that will make up the rest of the fixtures. The big one, the one that I'm really happy about, is the fact that there's a minimum of 29 weekend games, which means there's a maximum of five midweek matches. That's yes, yes. that's beautiful. Um, the the I think especially after this season, um, you know, if we're really going to talk about it, it's sort of though the stretch that DC had among you know week after week of midweek matches uh oh. really took a toll on this team um yeah. you know uh, for what it's worth like the the start of the season was bad enough um but just as dc started to find their form um they just had to take on just the most brutal oh. uh string of road and away matches and you know, uh, that's sort of the thing. That's what we saw in this uh, last bit of the season is uh, not quite finding those wins. Um, you know, definitely getting uh, a couple points here and there from from draws, but uh, mm. dropping certain games, especially I think it was that game against Orlando um, you know, in, yeah. in the dying moments. Um, you know, that was really a catalyst to uh, this team kind of kind of slipping towards the end there. Um, yeah really unfortunate but again you know hey it's going to be a short winter you know uh it's it's currently november and so you know thank god they're they're getting you know about three-ish somewhat you know months yeah. uh three and a half uh to kind of regroup uh and, and that's going to be especially tough uh for the teams who are going to be going forward uh in the playoffs and eventually the final so yeah. um yeah you know no no rest for the wicked as far as this goes well, when you compare it to what we had for last year's uh, off season, where it was what six months, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a shock to the system for a few players, especially if they've just come over to uh, MLS as well over the last twelve months. Mm -hmm. um, what else have we got on there? So midweek games, so those ones that are gonna happen, they have been targeted for one in May, one in June, and one in July, and then two for August. Yeah. So not too bad. Um, but like I said, those just having consistent weekend games. One, it's great for me because you know I'm not great at staying up in the midweek games. It's yeah. on, a, on a school night, it's never great being up at up until like half two in the morning and then getting up for work at six thirty in the morning. Well, and you, you are especially mm. diligent when it comes to kind of tweeting out the play-by-play -play, yes uh, for these matches. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a lot. It's it's a lot of work, but um, it's, it's it's so good that they're going to have more of those oh, weekend matches. Yes, that's, that's great news. It's beautiful. Um, the games they're avoiding the FIFA international windows as well. So yep. I know that's um, been a bit of an issue over the over the many years that MLS has been around because of the the different scheduling. Um, mm -hmm. FIFA is normally summer to spring. MLS is obviously through the calendar year, so there's always going to be clashes there. So that's good. 
Um, the full schedule is due to be released next month, um, towards the end of December, so we'll know who we're playing and everything. That's going to be great. Um, that means I can start planning the holiday for next year. Yeah. Plan when we're going to come out. Um, then there's some conference changes as well because we've got Charlotte coming in as well. So That's right. They're coming into the Eastern Conference, which makes sense. But then um, Nashville... Uh, Going into the West. Which, hey, you know, the, the less times we need to see or we get to see CJ Spong uh, oh, next year. Unless he better. moves to Charlotte. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be? Uh, yeah, that would be icing on the cake right there, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if that actually happened. You know, the expansion draft and things like that. It'd be like, uh, okay. Man, but, you know, I, you know, I, I can't see Nashville not protecting him uh i think yeah. the production he's had has been invaluable for them he has he's been unreal especially obviously against um against us um i just want to say hey to uh samuel who's just joined us on youtube the messages are working thankfully whoop whoop great um let's keep those coming in if you're tuning in live um so so we're going to be playing Charlotte next season. Um, a couple of things on that on that team. It seems to be that they're, they're going in strong. Um, they've got a good, strong brand as well. I like their badge, which yeah. is a, a, a lot to say for MLS. But, well, uh, okay, so funny enough, you, you mentioned that. Um, yeah. uh, do you have it in the news, the, the revolution? Oh, I mean, the, the badge that was leaked out months ago because of FIFA 22 as well. True. Uh, it really, was it? <laughs> yeah, FIFA 22 leaked I, I out. I don't remember that. Um, so when the beta was happening, uh, which I was on, if oh, you wow. went on to FIFA uh, career mode, I think it was career mode, it might have been um, on FIFA Ultimate Team, they had the new badge on there. That's funny. So that's back in like, so what was that, July, August time? Yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, when the beta was happening. So so that was on there. So that obviously that caused a bit of an uproar. That went um, over my head completely. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then obviously there was the leaks that came out just before it that were sort of the really poor quality images that you normally get from these types of leaks. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, they uh, finally announced their new batch. I kind of dig it. I like it. It's, you know, I get a, uh, man, I get kind of a um, Rangers. Rangers you know, and Flamengo. Both, both Glasgow and Queens Park, <laughs> funny yeah, enough. Yeah, QPR, um, yeah. Glasgow Rangers, Flamengo from Brazil. Yep. They've all got uh, that kind of pattern of the letter in the center. Yeah. I, like I said, I kind of like it. I think it's it's a nice style badge. I'm, I like the whole thing that they've been shouting about that. They're, not, they're still not an FC. But there's definitely, I mean, what's what's nice is that there is, kind of when you think of traditional crests, uh, mm. there is that flavor to yeah. it. Uh, so they are, in a way, kind of inching more towards that actual FC look. Yeah. <laughs> but still not calling themselves SC, it, which, which, you know, hey, that's that's their identity. That's fine. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm glad that they're stuck with their original name. Unlike uh, Columbus, who were trying to change it, um, and but it's a modern take on a classic yeah. badge, I, which is 
what it should be that all these types of things they should always be being updated becoming more modern um i mean shouldn't do it half too many times like columbus um <laughs> not, not naming any teams but columbus um but yeah i i i'm i'm for it it's like um, when man city changed their badge a few years ago mm-hmm. um that was obviously a modern take on a classic thing as well so yeah i'm i'm happy new england have got a new badge the crayon style one was showing its age but i mean gosh you there there are still so many people who are who fondly look back on you know the 94 world cup and (laughs) the crazy stars and stripes kit that that the u.s had and and you know there's there's a certain panache uh, to that look. And I mean, I, you know, uh, con- considering how some of those old 96 logos uh, looked, um, it wasn't the most ridiculous of the bunch. Like that definitely goes uh, to like the Tampa Bay mutiny or um, the Dallas burn with their robo uh, pony. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, you know, they, uh, they stuck with it. And, and yeah, they've definitely done themselves right with, with their new branding. Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on yeah. from uh, badges and things, um, actual DC United news. Um, and through the last match, uh, Steve Bam Bam has now made 200 MLS appearance for the club, which considering he was uh, drafted in 2014, um, that's a pretty good go. It's especially the amount of injury he's had. Quite a few injuries with his head, yeah. Because you know he lo- he loves getting uh, split split heads and concussions, and then he's obviously been out with his um, ankle injury where he's had the two surgeries and things over the last off season and started into this year. So the fact that he's still been able to rack up those two hundred appearances is fair play, and hopefully it carries on. And he's he's usually a solid defender. I can't yeah. argue with him. I'm I'm happy he's still at the club, and it's not often you get one club player still. True, and yeah, that that says a lot about uh, bomb's toughness. And you know, despite the injuries, like he still shows up, and um, you know, he's he's gonna be a favorite for a while. Um, kind kind of like a Carl Puyol uh, type, I think, for this club. I think a lot of people are going to yeah. view. Uh, burn bomb in that way yeah i think i don't think anyone will look at him uh or look whenever he eventually retires and look back on his career and think he wasn't a great player for us because he has been fantastic a loyal servant obviously captain as well and i can't think of really anything bad to say or remember really about him apart from he shouldn't have used his head as much yeah uh but you know, uh, you know. He, he, not only that just like as a player but i think he's also just had a great presence at the club yeah. um as as a guy who just you know he's he's always flown straight he's always done the right things uh he's been a great ambassador for dc united um yeah. and and yeah no he's he's a great guy to have around uh for just so many reasons yeah definitely um right Next bit of news um, that obviously happened over the last week or so. I mean, it's been a while since we've done got an episode out, but uh, end of year nominees announced for the MLS awards. Um, each club's obviously put forward 
players that they think they should have for each one. Um, MVP. As, uh, for us, we've put forward uh, Ola Kamara and Julian Gressel, which is no real surprise on that front. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Ola Kamara lead, been leading the goal-scoring charts for a couple of months, obviously, until recently. Julian Gressel, fantastic yet again this year. Key He's passes been- galore. Yeah, and, and man, uh, it's it's tough to say, you know, between those two, uh, who made the bigger impact. I mean, you know, without Kamara racking up those goals, uh, you know, do we would mm. we be talking about DC in the same way uh, today? But at the same time, the consistency uh, of Gressel has been phenomenal all season. Even, even in the toughest games, um, yeah. he's got just a focus and determination uh that that just never wavers and and he's just been so impressive to watch this season yeah he's just a phenomenal i've got a bit about um stats of our season so far before this final game of the regular season and just to allude to it julian gressel the only player to have played in every single game this season wow wow that just shows how consistent how lucky he's been without getting picking up a blooming injury Yep. But how consistent he's been. He's started 30 games and come off the bench three times. That's unreal. Yeah. That's a level of fitness you just don't see in MLS. Well, it, well, you know, in not to say and that. And then DC MLS, United side in MLS. Is, yeah, and not to say that players aren't fit in MLS, but, you know, for, for those who are, are new to, you know, this league, uh, when you're talking about the way teams have to kind of fly from place to place in this country. The United States is a, a huge, huge country. And so, you know, those, those route road conditions, uh, and especially if you're talking about going on different turf uh, in different mm. stadiums, like a baseball stadium, uh, <laughs> you just never know um, who's going to pick up those knocks. I mean, gosh, I, you know, we all had a collective heart attack when Nahar uh, picked up an injury this year and, and yeah. we were like, Oh God, you know, what's going to happen. And I, I mean, even, um, uh, gosh, like a young kid, like Paredes, uh, he, he got a knock as well. And, you know, we were like, Oh God, what is, you know, yeah. where, where does that go? And so, uh, man, yeah, just, just round of applause for, for Gressel and just, yeah, just his toughness and his dedication this season. Yeah. If I had to pick one of those two, I'd put Gressel forward. Just because if we didn't have Gressel, Kamara wouldn't be picking up the goals. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at, obviously, Kamara scored quite a lot from penalties this year. Yes. If you take those away and you look at how many times Gressel set up Kamara. Yeah. That, to me, it's it, Gressel is more of a key player because you could put anybody else up top. Gressel will still provide for them. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, Gressel would be... that. That's my take on it. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with that. And I would I would say the same thing, too. So uh, whether or not, you know, Ola is there, um, I think Gressel has just been a real bright spot for this team. And gosh, if we had 10 more of him, well, nine more, <laughs> because, I mean, obviously, you can't replace Hamid. Uh, but, you know... Gosh, he if if we had just like everyone on point like that, it would be a very different thing today. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, speaking of Kamara, I've been playing the new football manager, the beta, and uh, I signed Ola Kamara for Millsborough because you know, um, <laughs> for some you reason, you did it's, as dirty like that. You would. Ah, oh, I mean, his contract was expiring, expiring at the end of 2021 because uh-huh. the way it goes, you end up starting halfway through an MLS season, which you can't play. You have to wait. I don't, it's weird. Yeah. Um, so I was like, right, let's just pick him up on the, on a free. Absolutely it, on points. Okay. He's just unbelievable. Stick him up front with as a press and forward. And yeah. he's just he's just there. Just banging in the goals, getting double figures for the season, which is all I need. <laughs> yep. It's just like what is going on? I mean, I picked up Kevin Paredes as well. Um wow. but, but <laughs> he's not able to get a work permit because he hasn't played any international matches. No, really? Yeah, so I can't play him. So he's on loan in Germany at the moment. Oh, um, Wow. Just seeing if I can get a work permit through. I've, I've extended his contract even without a work permit because um, his potential ability is five stars. So it's just yeah. like, right, okay, let's just stick with him, see if I can get anything through. Um, and then I've ended up picking Efrain Alvarez from LA Galaxy yeah. on a freebie. And it was and Miles Robinson from Atlanta on a free. Wow, not bad. Not, <laughs> I was just like, you can tell my uh, FM savers got a full MLS flavor to it. Now, uh, have you have you played a full season yet, or have I you have. gone? And and so you know, uh, what well, what does the crystal ball say as as far as you know, a couple years from now, how do some of these players look? I mean. Um, I mean, I'm where am I? I've only just done a full season, so okay. I'm in October twenty twenty two at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite too far in the distant future. I haven't even got to the World Cup yet, but um, yeah, DC United. Okay. Oh boy. Yeah, let's not let's not let's not go down that that path because it's quite dark. Let's just put it that way. Let's just not go down that road. Um, it says a lot when Remy guards the bus. Oh, huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a bug in the game. Probably. Yeah. If Remy guards the bus and he's on the verge of being sacked. <laughs> oh, man. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll not go down that one. But it's. It, I love the game. It's so, it is a lot of fun. Um, I missed out on the playoffs um, in the first season as Borough boss, um, which almost got me sacked. Um, but I, I said, give me more time. And they went, okay. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, top of the table in October, 14 games played. I've completely overhauled the squad. I think there's like two players left in there that mm-hmm. from when I started. So, you know. Wow. I've got my yeah. stamp on it. It's four four two. Yep. Classic. Classic. That's, that's Mike Bassett, football manager. All the way. <laughs> yep. It's gotta happen. And yeah, uh, it's doing all right for me. Um, very nice. So anyway. Back to the uh nominees. Uh, goalkeeper, obviously Bill. It's not gonna be John Kempen. <laughs> Sorry, John. Um then defender, Andy Nahar. Yeah, which yeah. makes sense. Um, out, out, out of all the players that we've, all the sorry, not all the players, all the defenders that we've had this year, I think that uh, makes sense. 
and and here's the thing i mean uh you know um is that andy like you know a lot of his work uh comes into that middle and attacking third uh you know and and man um you know our true defenders you know uh just really have not measured up uh in that way um so you know and, and like i've said you know that's been dc's big weakness this year is um just losing losing that form and and organization and and keeping players sort of locked down uh yeah. you know teams time and time again have been able to find those openings to score on us and yeah no that's that's a part of the team that really needs to be looked at long and hard this this yeah. uh, off season yeah definitely you look at throughout the year how many times have we had a consistent backline i don't think it's really happened does it it's always been a shovel yeah yeah there's all it's never Uh, been i mean it's probably happened once or twice where we've had the same back line well in in, in multiple games but fact is the brightest spot that we had uh was is a player who's on loan to us yes hindsight and, and, and he's been out for a long time. And that's the other thing is he was out for such a long time. And and he truly was, uh, you know, to my mind, kind of the best we had. Um, Alfaro, he just could not um, keep out of trouble. And then, I, you know, I, I, I Briant just, you know, he, he is no a player brilliant. who, you know, uh, no longer brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, I'd get that one. Let you go there, Uh, but you know he's he's just not, you know, up to snuff uh, for for the system that DC plays with. Yeah, and it's and that's just more down to his age more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. It's he's on the wrong side of thirty. Well, he's on the wrong side of thirty-five now. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just one of those things. I I I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't announce his. I would be surprised if he didn't announce the retirement. Yeah, he's just getting to that point where. I just don't think he's cut out. I mean, he's been injured for a little while as well with just the niggly injury. Yes. I think it's his ankle or something like that. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It's it's the separation of like, you know, uh, I think it was the Washington Post that did a profile on Ola Kamara and, you know, started talking about how he, how he picked up. Um, he became a pescatarian. Uh, he, you know, really changed up his game. Uh, you know, once you get up, yeah, into those mid-30s, you know, it, it's so much more than just kind of making these little adjustments. Like you either mm. are, are able to play at that level and in that sense, you know, you are in a league higher than MLS. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, that's just, that's just part of life. That's part of the game. And, you know, w- wish him the best going forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, the next one was newcomer. And mm-hmm. that's, Nigel Roberta has been put forward for that one. I'm not sure yeah, what yeah. we can do with that one. I don't, it's mm. Nigel has been, um, gotcha, a, a good bright spot. Um, someone I would have loved to see more of, um, but yeah. you know, um, again, you injuries. Know, it, Injuries and just the fact I, you know, we talked about it a few episodes ago was that we had so many players kind of come alive in the middle of the season. Um, you know, Ola Kamara and then uh, Jordi Reyna was, uh, you know, you just kind of get caught in that. And, you know, uh, he's he's got a bright future. He's still a young kid and, and yeah. he's going to do well. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of young kids, the next one was uh, youth, and that's yeah. um, Moses Nyman and Kevin Paredes. Yep. I don't think we need to say anything more on that. They're, they're both worthy of it. For sure. And, you know, uh, I think uh, being being sort of like the midfield is, is a highly competitive uh, portion of the team. Uh, so many players there, but I think, you know, just with Paredes being more kind of on the touchline type of player. Uh, he's, he's really found his, his form there, his niche. And like, he just plays so well kind of box to box. Like he's, he's just so incredible with his work rate uh, yeah. with, with Nyman, you know, he is uh, you know, he's really talented. Uh, he's got such intelligence. Uh, I think he's got a really good passing ability. It's just, uh, you know, we just had players who are just, you know, have a little more seniority, a little more, um, you yeah. know, uh, experience that, that, you know, he, 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 I think he did well with his chances and he'll be around. Yeah. I think what kind of put a stop to his progress was that sending off against Cincinnati. Yeah. After that, we've just not seen him. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens in 2022, uh, whether he's still with us or whether, um, he's, managed to get a transfer to Europe or something like that. But yeah. um yeah, I mean again out of those two it would be uh KP would be the yep. one to to go forward. Um then we move on to comeback which is between sort of Andy Nahar and Steve Birnbaum. Um again for me on this one Andy Nahar would be the pick uh because of the fact that he's he didn't have a great season at, um, with LAFC. He's obviously been in Europe. He's had these horrendous injuries. I think yeah. for me, the way he's come back, the way he's just gone straight into the team, yep. he's not looked back. He's been an absolute spark on the pitch. He's he's literally been, apart from obviously when he's picked up a little nickel or he's been playing on turf, he's been undroppable. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, uh, what's, what's really well worked well for him is just, uh, DC has been a great place, uh, for his peace of mind, because I think it was a, a few years ago, um, there was an unfortunate incident that involved his family when he was over, uh, in Belgium and, mm. uh, they were in Honduras, uh, that I, I, I don't remember the, uh, details of it but it was a thing that really affected him um personally and uh really kind of affected his his um i guess progress over yeah. in belgium and that was a point he made uh when when he came back to dc and and he did um i think uh interview with dc united he was saying about like how how good the place is for his family so i think yeah. he'll be here uh i think he'll close out so it's it's good having him. He's got unbelievable skill, and I think you know if he's got peace of mind, you know his his um, production for us is going to be incredible. Yeah, definitely. Um, next one is humanitarian, uh, which is Julian Gressel. Um, this is done by MLS Work, so this is obviously work in the community and everything, which we don't really see too much of. Um, been sort of any press releases or anything like that but yeah yeah I, you I know mean, I, I haven't caught anything on that but I, i'm sure he's involved in a, a lot of things um 
that that just you know don't get those press releases or anything like that and i think you know when you're talking about someone who is a real humanitarian type uh he's doing you know they're the type of people who are doing things not for the recognition but for for the work itself so if that's the case you know if if he has done you know uh if he's up for this and and you know you've never really heard anything about it i i would there there would be some credence there towards towards the work he's done yeah definitely um and then the last one is uh coach which is obviously Ernan. he should be up there with a shout the way he's turned this team around the way i mean granted if we don't make the playoffs then it becomes a little bit of a different story but i think the fact that they've he's been able to turn this season around he's been yeah. fantastic um He's, it's it's so he's weird changed everyone's to, mood yeah it's so weird to kind of compare him um to to kind of recent seasons because uh you know 2020 that was you know the covid silly season where i don't think anything really uh counted uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely I, i'm gonna hear a word from uh columbus about that <laughs> but uh no um you know I, I kind of look back at 2018 and 2019 and yeah. I think he's taken a squad that has numbers that are very, very close to those, those years. And those yeah. were the Rooney years with Lucharu and, you know, just a healthier squad overall. Uh, yeah. That says a lot, um, con- you know, considering the type of season uh, that DC has had. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you just, you look at, I mean, also the way he is off the pitch as well, the way he does his interviews, the way you yep. do, um, the way he interacts with um, fans as well, especially over on Instagram. He's just... He gets it. He, he, he knows what everything's about. And he knows what the fans are after, what the fans yep. want. And it's this whole vamos palmas. Yeah. I, th- I love that. Um, I mean, I would have worn the t-shirt, but I what for what are we on Saturday today? We are on Saturday. It is Saturday. Yeah. I've lost track with this week. Cause <laughs> I ended up having a couple of days off at the start of the week because my little lad wasn't too great. He wasn't very well, but yeah. it's just thrown me off. And the fact that we're playing on Sunday, we're not playing tonight. It's just like, uh, this is just weird. I don't know. Um, but yes, That's the other thing is we're going to be back at it soon enough uh, with oh, just the quick yes. turnaround. So, you know, yes. get ready for it. That's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Cannot wait. Um, next bit of news moving away from the awards. Uh, Jacob Green and Jeremy Garay. Garay? Uh-huh. Uh, both being called up to the US uh, under 20 squad, which is very cool, especially yep. since Garay's uh, played for El Salvador in a couple of uh, friendlies for this for their senior team. Um, if you don't know, um, if you're playing friendlies, you can still switch your allegiance uh, yep. to a different nation. So this will be a good chance for to see how well he can do. Um, especially if he can continue playing friendlies for El Salvador. Yeah, he can get that senior experience as well. So that's quite cool. Um, I mean, I'm intrigued to see how well they do and especially with Jacob Green, because obviously he's been in the senior squad for DC. Yep. Um, moving into next year now, what place they take in the team? 
says a lot about the youth squad that DC is fostering right now. Um, it's, you know, uh, we're, we're taking the knocks right now uh, with, with this team, you know, they're going to be struggling for, you know, like I said, they were going to really struggle this year, uh, yeah. but gosh, you know, looking ahead with yes, the young talent we have uh, whether or not, you know, how, however long they end up staying before they go to Europe, we'll, we'll have to see, but it's good yeah. seeing, you know, just how much talent is coming up through the system. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Then for the U S men's national team, so the full team, uh, Paul Ariola, as always yep. is being called up into that squad. So that's great news for him as well, isn't it? Not to Angus though. Mm. <laughs> we, 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 we're not going to say anything on that one are we <laughs> come on Daniel yeah it's a um no I I think you know no matter what like it's just great um seeing that DC has a player of that caliber and you know I think going forward you know at a certain point like I think Paredes is is gonna be uh in that squad soon enough and and it's gonna be great you know having more national team talent on this team yeah yeah definitely um one last thing in the news which I saw just before well I said just before when I was about at about nine o'clock um our director of scouting sean howe um no relation to eddie um which i did check because i wanted to uh-huh. like, come on please re- relate to eddie howe because that would be amazing um but now um on his instagram story he's in brazil at the moment he's in sao paulo and it looked like he was at a football tournament uh-huh so are we getting a brazilian I, I, yeah, that, that sounds about right. You know, I mean, uh, DC has for a while now been building up a, uh, network in South America, particularly in Brazil in Argentina. Um, and, and yeah, like, I think, you know, we haven't had, I mean, we've brought some players from Brazil here who, you know, came kind of as, uh, you know, either, flash in the pan or didn't quite produce for us but uh i think the scouting team that dc has now is probably far better than what we've had in years prior so you know i'm i'm very excited to see the the you know the the fabled mls 3.0 that that the the dc united faithful have been clamoring for uh for a while now so we'll see what type of talent comes from there yeah definitely I'm trying to remember whether it was like a youth tournament or whether it was a what kind of tournament it was, but it, it's interesting to see, especially the fact that he's our director of scouting. He's willing to put those types of images on his Instagram story. Yeah, I think that means that there's something to it. I don't know whether yeah. I'm reading into it too much. <laughs> it's coming up to the off season soon, yeah. where no, transfer good. windows open up and we're laying the groundwork in there. I don't know, but. I wish I had gold TV where like they showed like so many of those kind of weird uh, league soccer, you know, Ecuador and all over the the place. (laughs) There's there's an app I've got on my phone, um, which is provided. I don't know whether you've heard of 11 sports. No, no, it might just be European things. A company called 11 sports. They bought um, this app, um, which showed literally pretty much every single game in the world. I, I I'm, I'm gonna have to look into that because I need it. I'll I'll send you the link to it. Okay. Um, 
And it's just weird because you get like under 14 games and things like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, what? <laughs> what is going What? Who's filming it? Yeah, that's great. No, I need that for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've got, I think they've got, in terms of American soccer, you've got, they've got the oh, USL. They don't have the USL games on there. Oh, okay. Because uh, that's usually broadcast on YouTube. True. Yeah. Uh, so there's no real need to have that on there. Um, and what's the other leagues that the so the minor leagues? Um, yo, man. Uh, once upon a time, when I was looking at Wikipedia pages about that sort of stuff, I knew. But yeah, no, that that sort of thing is not anywhere close to. Uh, I'm just gonna my have quickly thoughts. Uh, the NASL. NASL, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So that's I think that's on there. And uh, there's another another one. Oh, what are the other leagues? Uh here we go. US Soccer League System, Wikipedia. Gotta love Wiki. Uh Men's League. Uh the NISA as well. Okay. Gotcha. Um so you can watch those games on there as well. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Great. I'm, I'm gonna if you really want to see some weird soccer, I'm always down for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they've got like the Afghanistani leagues. They've got the Japanese leagues on there. Um, well, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, when the pandemic happened, and <sighs> you know, you had you you had people like tuning into the the South Korean leagues uh, at like three in the morning. Yeah, I was one of those. I mean, granted, uh-huh. it wasn't three in the morning. It was a, it was like. Had a good time for us. It was like nine a.m. Right, but yeah, I was I was That's watching rad. it because it was on BBC. Oh wow, nice! I, the, the BBC was showing Korean football. I was like, sod it. I want to watch that. I there was. Um, I mean, it was awful. When when you know the ESPNs and sports leagues here in America were trying to fill airtime, it was ridiculous they were show they were showing um major league baseball they were doing simulations of the video game um for it and they were just yeah they were just basically going cpu on cpu and just <laughs> showing the game it was incredible oh wow yeah. that's amazing oh that that actually amazing yeah but yes thankfully we don't have to go down that road anymore no well hopefully yeah. We don't have to anymore. Um, right. So 2021, let's break it down into yeah. some player stats, um, how we've fared so far. So obviously our leading scorer is yeah. uh, the 5,000% Ola Kamara. Um, leading assists, as we could probably guess, it's Julian Gressel. He's got 11 assists so far this season. Yeah. And as we mentioned earlier on, uh, key passes is that German, Julian Gressel. Um, he's made 80 key passes so far this season. So if you work that out, that's almost three key passes a game. I love watching Julian make just those those deep crosses. He's yes. had a couple this year that that are just you you don't see that outside of you know Germany. So like him bringing that kind of quality uh, passing to DC United has been so good, especially, you know, especially since it was so accurate, you know, it was back yeah. during the, uh, the Benny days where, you know, it was kind of like a hoof it and pray 
type of approach where they, they yeah. were they would boot it and you know it, you never knew where the ball would eventually end up but yeah yeah just having that type of quality is is fantastic german efficiency yes love it it's like it's like a porsche <laughs> a porsche sorry porsche <laughs> oh that that's a that's a good debate to have in the comments you're, you're talking to a, you're talking to a real deal porsche fanboy you know is it I, I is can, it Porsche or is it I Porsche? Can physically feel Ferdinand Porsche rolling his grave when people say Porsche. So that's where it's at with me. <laughs> Sorry, I mean I come from a come from a car that's a sportage. A sportage, yes. sportage, not a sportage, a sportage. That feels like a million years ago. Those those early those oh, early shows that we had. Oh, man. I know, right? What a season! Yes, it's been great. Yeah. Um, the player who's committed the most fouls, Russell Knaus. No surprise, really. He's committed he, 50 of them. He was a sledgehammer this year. Uh, he really, you know, as, as much as we kind of talked about Felipe a lot, um, you know, about bringing him in and cracking skulls, uh, Knaus was that guy. But, you know, in, in you know, he brings a ton of quality with his play as well so you yeah. know having kind of that best of both worlds is great um but yeah no just a real enforcer in that midfield and and you know especially as a defense midfielder like yeah. i think you know to a degree dc was um much better defensively than they should have been uh without yeah. him yeah definitely um the player who's picked up the most fouls it's not again it's not a real surprise it's uh, kevin paredes Mm-hmm. He's been fouled forty-five times this season. Okay, he he just found, and and that says about how much ground he covered. Uh, you know, I think an apt comparison would be Weston McKinney, and and how he really kind of made himself known by just the fact that he covered so much ground from game to game. And Kevin, yeah. you know anywhere the ball was he was really in the thick of it and you know for being such a young kid uh he never backed down from anything even if you were going up against you know uh five to ten year vets here in the league uh he was not gonna uh, just just kind of crawl away from that like he was gonna get in there so yeah yeah fun to watch him play yeah definitely and uh, then we have the player who's picked up the most yellow cards um it's that man yeah it's tony alfaro like i said you know um gosh he just he caught himself up in too much trouble this season and ah uh, you know um like i said that that back line's gonna need need kind of a a retooling for next yeah. season yes i mean he's played 25 times for us this season it was Start 21 games. God, it was. Oh, now it's coming back to me that. Uh, oh, that game against New England. Uh, and, and that's the thing. It was the dumbest reasons. It was the dumbest reasons he would pick up these cards. It was when uh, who was it was. Uh, oh, gosh, who was coming into the box and he just he came. Buchanan. I think it was. And he just came in on a side and, and all he had to do 
you know, is just get in front of Buchanan. He just had to match him on his strike. There was no reason for him to go to ground on that. Uh, Buchanan picked it up and he was like, okay, I'm just going to knock this forward and I'm going to pick up this penalty here. So like, yeah, no, uh, now that it's, it's always just the, the dumbest reasons. and, And that's so frustrating. Yeah. It could be worse though. True. It could be uh, Gonzalez Perez, <laughs> who he's he's played twenty nine times this season. Oh God! And he's picked up fifteen yellow cards. That's wild. That's incredible. I mean, what are the suspension rates? Because I know over here, if you pick up five yellow cards, you get a one match ban if you pick up 10 yellow cards you get a two match ban and then if you pick up 15 you get a three match ban that sounds about right that sounds about where we're at over here but that no, that's that doesn't make sense because he must have missed six games <laughs> who knows who i you know yeah it's just I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it could be a lot worse. So at least yeah. we don't have Gonzalez Perez. Um, what else have we got on there? So most red cards. I mean, we've only had two this year. Which, yeah, that's... Which is it. all right. Yeah. Um, which have been to Nyman, as we mentioned earlier on, against Cincinnati. Yep. And uh, Joseph Mora. Yeah. I can't even and remember it- that one. I want to say both of those, yeah, just came off of really frustrating nights. And, um, you know, to a degree, like that's, you know, what what Hernan kind of uh, pushes with his system is it is, you know, you're not going out there and you're not um, making you're playing aggressively, but you're not making mistakes like that. And so, like you said, you know, after that, you know, it was it was much harder to find Nyman in the starting 11. Um, but yeah, you know, it, yeah. it is what it is, but you know, it's good. You know, just two, two red cards. That's not bad. Yeah. And then I'm going to roll these next two bits into one, um, because it's both the same player. It's Julian yeah. Russell, which is games played as we've already mentioned, it's 33. And then the minutes that he's played is 2,628, which is that's phenomenal. A lot of running. Yeah. <laughs> one, I wish there was a, somewhere on there on the mls website that said distance covered i'm pretty sure you know since since a lot of these players are wired up you know with whatever they're wearing under it, their it chest, should be available there there's probably data somewhere yeah. um in in the the bunker underneath howdy field uh there are some numbers being crunched yeah oh, that's I, I i'm i'm on the google see if that uh that's from earlier on this summer yeah there's no there's not a quick google anyway let's put it that way um cool that's that's the season so far in a nutshell for us i mean in terms of the players anyway they were leading the way in different uh in different categories which leads us on to the final game of the season decision day um tomorrow um if you're watching this live or you if you listen to this or watching this on sunday is later on today if you're watching this after it's already happened and you can ignore this next 10 15 20 minutes or so um 
So that's uh, as always. I'll break it down. So Sunday, November seventh, three forty-five p.m. Eastern. No, it's not a three forty-five. It's a four forty-five. Is it? Is it? Gosh. Um, oh no, no, it is three forty-five because the clocks go back for you guys tonight, don't they? Oh my God! No, is that no? That is tonight. Oh my God! Yeah, the clocks go back for you guys um, because they've already gone back for us. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, no, yeah, that makes sense because my app's telling me two thirty p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I am. I always forget you're going with Eastern time. So yes. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, three forty-five sounds correct. Yeah, yeah so the exact because uh, it's because you know MLS can't advertise the right time. No. Um, so it's a three forty-five p.m. Eastern time. It's a two forty-five p.m. your time, Central time. Um, I lose count. Uh, Keenan, um, can you put in the chat what time it is for for you guys tomorrow on the uh, West Coast? Um, and for us over here, it's an eight forty-five p.m. kickoff, and then that would be twelve forty-five, I think. West yeah. Coast time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because you, you got there's quite a few time zones over over your way, aren't they? Eastern. You got Eastern, Four? Central, Mountain time, uh, and then uh, Pacific. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say this thing. There's four time zones for you guys. Yep. Why can't you just be on the one like us? <laughs> um, because the United States is a gigantic country. I mean, what? Uh, Maine is like bigger than the UK. I'm, I'm lying. That's probably not true. <laughs> no, you, you're probably right on that one, to be honest. Rutani Island. I would wager that three quarters of the states in the United States have more land mass than uh, England. I would I'd, wager. Yep, yeah, I'd go with that. <laughs> I would. I would. I would. I would bet along alongside you on that one. Um, right, head to head. Oh well, yeah. sorry. Where it's been broadcast. Um, so it's again, as always, throughout the season, it's been streamed on DCUnited.com. Apart from the one game, which was on national TV, um, NBC Sports Washington and Telezitos. Um, and it's then not ESPN been, Plus. And ESPN Plus, uh, but it's not being broadcast over here. No. Oh. Um, so I'll have to do my. Uh, what I've done for every single game this season, which is use of VPN. Um, yeah. And going that way. Um, I don't know whether it's being broadcast in Belgium, obviously Emma, um, who's or, our... Or you go on Bet365 and, and watch no. the no commentary. Oh, <laughs> could not do that. I'll happily pay for VPN, use it on all my devices and keep myself secure and watch the game with Dave Johnson because, you know, Dave Johnson, yes. you are a legend. Absolutely. Um, who... That's another thing that happened recently, which is um, their initiative with between Lydos and DC United, where they were, for every goal they were donating a thousand bucks to um, MS Society, yep. and he received the check for twenty thousand dollars to nice. go to the MS Society, which is fantastic. So a round yeah. of applause on that one. Yeah. Um, it was just that was just a, such a an awesome and that's um, VT that they did for him. That yep. whole piece was unbelievable um really that's that yes. really made me proud to have him as our play-by-play commentator because 26 years yeah. of service is unreal for any anyone in any company around the world 
26 yards in one place. He's, he's a genuinely good person, which, yeah. you know, in a year where a lot of uh, sports commentators have, have shown some very ugly colors. Mm. Uh, he is, he is a man who um, has, has always uh, just been a, a great kind of beacon for, for <laughs> how to be a person. So, yeah. you know, uh, he's, he's just fantastic. He's, he's a great man. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Head-to-heads between DC and Toronto. Well, obviously, we had the game earlier on this season where we beat them 7-1 because, you know, that's how we roll. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've played 36 times in MLS. Um, Toronto have won 11 times. We've drawn 10 times and we've won 15 times. So we've got the better outcome on that one. Um, Toronto actually played a midweek game. For those of you who don't know, they have the Canadian Championship and they were playing Pacific FC who I have managed on uh, Football Manager as well. Because they were played in purple. Well, were you going on a purple spree? Like you were like Fiorentina yeah. and Pacifica and all that. I mean, I, I looked at the teams who and I thought, I, I looked at the badges and the kits and I was like, that looks decent. Yeah. <laughs> had no idea. And oh, then, sort of, then there was a player. What, that, was that Parmadou Carr? I was like, I recognize him. And I was like, yeah, sold. Well, with that theme, would you would you spend a, a time managing uh, Orlando? No. Then would that no. <laughs> not no. even a curiosity? No, I mean, don't know, I, to be honest, if I was to have a second team in MLS, actually, it probably would be Orlando. Really? Ah. Yeah, I don't mind them to be honest. I mean, I, again, I like the kit. I like the purple. I'm a. I like the color purple. Um, Mine would be Minnesota. Uh, or Minneapolis that, you know, just the proximity yeah. and, you know, just, uh, I think, you know, having a team in the Midwest, like, you know, the loons is, is fantastic. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I hope that that does great things for, for soccer in this neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I certainly wouldn't have uh, Newcastle as a second team. <laughs> if we're talking about offer you now especially if uh well eddie howe's apparently going there yeah to take over and then uh middlesbrough sacked their well mutual consent uh they don't have a current boss at the moment uh literally minutes after the final whistle you're out well yeah hey uh, neil warnock gone anyway back to uh mls and dc versus toronto um toronto have drawn their last three games um, they're winless in their last five MLS matches. They beat Pacific FC uh, midweek 2-1. Uh, they have won four out of their 16 games at home. Yeah. So they've not been great there. They've lost five and drawn seven. So they're more towards the drawing side. They're a bit like Nashville, really, um, with their home form. Yeah. Except they've lost more. Um Toronto have scored the sixth least amount of goals in MLS this season and conceded the second most as well. So there could be goals in this game from our side again. Uh, Toronto have given away the least amount of fouls uh, whilst, we've yeah. given a, whilst we've given away the third most. It says a lot about the refereeing standards in MLS. <laughs> I'm not bitter about that this season or anything, but you know. When you give when you give away what was it against Atlanta? I think it was thirty five fouls. 
How how can one team that game was thirty five fouls? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that that ref, that guy, <laughs> he was it's twice against Atlanta. He's been horrendous for us. Yeah. So um, the, I don't know how they've they've got an award for referee of the year. I looked at looked at the names and I was like, I recognize at least one of those, and that's not a good thing. Right. You always want to give the referee of the year award to the person you don't recognize. Because they've not done anything bad. That's that's true. That's yeah. that's how you know they've done a good job. That's yeah. yeah. Like um, the humanitarian award, you know, the the best yeah. are well, you don't know about it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um Toronto are the most offside team in MLS this season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they've got Josie Alsdor up front. Who and, can't and, walk very far. So if we all we have to do is just push up, job done. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, and and you know. I don't know if we'll get a repeat of the seven uh, one uh, game that we had, but um, I yeah no Toronto they did you know once once they changed uh, managers like they they had an uptick and I think yeah. this season has gone better for them uh, since that point. But much worse could it? No, it was they were they were in dire straits at that point. Yeah, I mean, there were wooden spoon at one point. I mean, that's now back to Cincinnati. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, I think it's Cincinnati. Which, man, oh, you know, I'm, I'm torn about that because of Lucha. They were great and, in USL. Yeah. They were fantastic. I remember they had a superb US Open Cup run a few years ago. That's USL, though. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. US Open Cup, though, that was... Yeah. That was a great run. I, I loved... Cause, Loved their fans. I loved their stadium, um, which annoys me that they had to move out of that because, it, I mean, granted, their new stadium looks flipping amazing. Yeah. Um, but they they had a former borough. They had a couple of former borough players there. They had Ledesma and Justin Hoyt mm-hmm. playing for them, and it was just it looked great. And then you look at how they've done since moving to MLS, and it's it's yeah. it's for sure not been like the Atlanta or Nashville or any other uh, team Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh. Oh, yeah. But they picked up twenty points this season. Someone's got to be a Chivas USA, and and unfortunately, that's sort of uh, where where Cincinnati is is sitting right now, and that's unfortunate. I mean, so far they've. This year, they've gotten worse than they did last year. Yeah. Um, on a points per game perspective. Because um, they picked up 0.7 of a point a game last year. So far this year, they've picked up 0.61. Which is just how? Yeah. How is that even possible? Uh, mind you, saying that Norwich are not doing very well in the uh, year. <laughs> uh, they got their win, though, so... And sacked their manager. Yes. It's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, 2019, they picked up 0.71. So they're wow. steadily getting worse. That's insane. Yeah. And then obviously they've not been in it beforehand. So, so they've steadily got worse each year. I, you know, I wish I had something insightful to say, but I don't follow in, in to a degree. It's because they are so bad that I just don't follow Cincinnati that, that closely. No. So, you know, th- 
they're gonna have to figure something out you know they've it's got, it's a shame they've got lucho Acosta. they've got yeah. brenner they've got and, jeff and cameron oh lucho goes he well i mean man he yeah. went from being you know knocking on psg's door uh to going down to liga mx and uh, some some trouble kind of followed him uh down there and then yeah. you know he you know got a second chance with uh with with cincinnati and just things i feel bad you know he was he was at the heights you know it, he was. It, that just that just is one of the unfortunate things that happens in a career so yeah that that's a bummer would you have him back no no i you know i is that chip style now was it he he showed who he was that season um with dc yeah. Look, sometimes chips don't fall where they, you know, where you want them to. And to, you know, cry like that the entire season yeah. um, is is just a bummer. And yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> happy trails as far as that goes. I, I yeah. hope he eventually finds a good team he can play with. But I just I don't see him as a good locker room presence. Yeah, fair. Um. Right. Before we do score predictions, yeah, let's go through the permutations for this for tomorrow and this decision day madness as I've have <laughs> I coined it for us. Yes. So at, right from the very go, we gotta win. Yep. Without winning, none of it matters. But let, let's let's cross that first one off the list. We've won. We've beaten Toronto. What's uh, next? I don't know if you can do that though, because I I have I'm, sounded this warning before. I'm hypothetical speaking right now. The worst teams can sometimes play spoiler. Like even if Cincinnati. they are just the absolute worst, it's it's always bound to happen. And yeah. and you can't just you can't just uh, uh may erase that point just because it's Toronto. No, but say say we beat them. Okay. Again, yeah. hypoth- this is hypothetical. Yes. Because we're not there just yet. But so we've beaten them. Um, New Jersey Metro Stars, the Pink Cows, need to lose to Nashville. Very doable. Oh yeah, very doable. Um, Nashville uh, played very well this season. They will want to win this game so they can finish second. Yep. And and which would be fantastic for them uh, as still newcomers and an expansion team then montreal need to lose point need to either lose or draw to orlando which is doable yeah yeah and then based on that orlando will want to win because that will then give them the opportunity to have a home tie yeah um because obviously that makes a huge difference in mls playing at home means you, you're pretty much there unless you're Toronto or Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, so if DC United do make the playoffs, so we're going more and more hypothetical with this, who we, to play, who we then play will then depend on the other results. So if Philly drops points to New York City, then we play Nashville. That, that's, that's a given. Yep. Based on that. Otherwise... We play Philadelphia in Philadelphia. Which is um just That's us out. 
<laughs> uh, God, that's just about as bad as uh, going to Toronto uh, two years ago. Yeah. Um, man. So, <laughs> if we get to that final step, who would uh-huh. you prefer to have? Would you prefer to have Nashville or Philadelphia? Nashville. Yeah. Uh, mostly because, uh, as you said, they're, they have struggled at home. And mm. Philly, uh, they're, you know, where they, their stadium is just a fortress uh, as far as, you know, playing against D.C. And, and that's sort of the thing is like D.C. is going to be playing a lot of road games, you know, kind of going into this. So, you know, yep. um, yeah, no, I think I think if we want to have that second round chance uh, for sure, I would prefer Nashville in that first uh, yeah. leg. But ugh, both teams bring a lot of attacking force. Um, yeah. You got to remember Nashville yeah. have got CJ Sapong. And Nashville does. The least, the less I can see of him, the the better. Uh, but so I'm he very didn't score against us last game. That's true. That's true. And so you know, uh, uh, I, I don't over? know. What was that? Who do over? Is there who the CJ Sapong who do over now? No, they didn't score in the last game. No, because I think that's a fluke more than anything. <laughs> That was that was the outlier to be to be honest, rather than the catalyst of of ending his his revenge streak against DC United. So, oh dear. So, there's one other thing in Decision Day Madness that can affect yeah. someone from DC United, which is the Golden Boot race. Ola Kamara needs to score two more than Tati Castellanos. Um. And then one more goal than Raul Rui Diaz. Because at the moment, Ola Kamara and Rui Diaz are tied on 17 goals. Yep. Castellanos is on 18. And then, I don't know if they're both tie. I didn't actually look into it, but if it's on a goals per minute ratio, I think Kamara would then win it. That Okay. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, but... I'd have to double check I mean, that. So he, don't take my word for that one on that one. Where where he was when, you know, he was just hotter than hot, you know, over the summer. Oh, uh yeah. He was uh, insane. That, it was ridiculous. And um man, you know, I I'm so happy to have been so completely wrong about him too. Yeah. Uh five thousand percent wrong, as it were. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, Can you imagine uh, if fact, he gets a hat trick? You know, and in to <sighs> to be honest, uh I that's going to factor into my score prediction. Yeah. yeah. So oh. let's let's move on to score predictions because um I mean the the league's over. You've won it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I need to see you in the uh Red Bull. Unless we go Jersey. for quadruple points in this last one. I well, so I mean that's sort of the thing is like I, obviously you and I are both going to go for wins on this. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. To another degree, though, like the you know if playoffs happen, you know that's that, true. Uh, the, the league continues. Yeah, in, in, in you know, um, I I don't I don't want us to have a special stipulation on this because I don't want this to be the last game. So this true, is going to yes. be just just straight up, and and which wh- whoever of us picks the right score gets the points, you know, which are, what however it works out. And I yeah. think you and I are going to go similar. It just depends on 
how they the score how many changes. goals yeah yeah so I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna say this because you're in the lead you go first i'm gonna say five nothing kamara hat trick dc wins <laughs> wow i thought i was being ambitious with my thoughts which was a four now <laughs> <laughs> i think i think i want to say uh uh i hope i yeah i haven't seen who's in or out next week um it, how has, has there been any i've not said, that's something i was looking at um in the build-up um uh, but uh goff who is usually mr reliable on this um not seen anything from him i'm just gonna have a quick check now um but i've not seen ah here we go yes there is one Okay. Uh, six hours ago i didn't see that well what, uh, what time is it oh no was it? i wasn't looking at it that but it was earlier on okay. uh so dcu uh our injuries uh edison flores yep uh russell canals a little bit frustrating on that one because yeah. he he's a very very good player for us uh kevin paredes yeah okay Fred Brion, Moses Nyman. Okay. Um, which is not great, especially for the center of the park. When you've got Nyman and Canals out, so that will mean it'll be Moreno and Felipe in the middle. Which uh, totally Which isn't fine. bad. Again, against a Toronto team, I think that is good enough. You want to see their injury list? Oh, yeah, please. Uh Akinola. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, Endo. Mm-hmm. Prezo. Um, Soteldo. Um, Zabaleta. These are just wrestler names you're giving me right now. <laughs> Pretty much. Zabaleta's <laughs> out. Okay. Um, and Omar Gonzalez. Gotcha. Yeah. And then questionable because they've got a questionable in there. Um, Bono. Not from UT. No. Not that one. Um, a lot of O ending names uh, on that team. That's Yeah, you got Endo, Endo, which technically ends in a H, but it's O. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then you got Prezo, Soteldo, and Bono. So you got four. I love that. <laughs> I mean, it's like, um, it's like when you're playing a, like a Russian team and everyone ends in itch. Yes. <laughs> um, anyways, so, okay, so I, I want to say with this, uh, yeah. I think I think Kamara picks up the hat trick. Yeah. We get from, from Ariola, and we also get one from Roberta. Oh. Ooh. I mean, I want a Kamara hat trick tomorrow. Yeah. I've worn that so much, just so I can pick up the golden boot. That would be great. Because that will be into, And then he also gets to 20 goals. Who would have thought that? Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, I we were not... questioning whether you get to double figures at the start of the year. In June, I was like, I was ready to ship him off. I was yeah. like, get him out. You were cutting him. <laughs> the, summer, the summer transfer window, you were like, get him out. Yeah. Oh, man. But look at it. He's just, I mean, granted, he's had a load of penalties but you've still got to step up you've got to have the composure to put those away and they're still they're still goals 
And for what it's worth, I was higher on Reyna than I was on Kamara. Yeah. And and Reyna, for for to his credit, uh, you know, picked up an, a nice tally himself. He had a good streak uh, during the summer as well. Yeah. Uh, again, kind of kind of fell off. Uh, I think he picked up a knock and he did. Uh, yeah. He, uh, I'm trying to remember which game it was, but I remember he picked up. I think it was a hamstring injury or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know. That's just the season that he's dealt with. Uh, yeah. No, I feel really good going into next season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as long as we keep our players fit, yeah, there's no reason why we can't be in the top four. So, so where's your scoreline at? What are you thinking? Four nil. Four nil. Okay. Four nil is my scoreline. Um, watch it. We'll be completely wrong. We won't oh, get anything. Man. <laughs> it's gonna be let's oh, draw I'm like not, one one. I Ooh. am gonna be so nervous tomorrow night when eight forty five rolls around, it's just gonna be fingernails just gonna be completely down. Yeah. Well, depending on how much typing I do, you might not see me type that much <laughs> tomorrow. I'll be so nervous. It's just gonna be horrendous. Here's the thing. I mean, uh with with the supporters group community uh and just how good it's been you know just all around it's been a really fun just with itself and with the dc uk uh group like it's just been um so fun to follow this team and uh yeah no i just i just appreciate everyone who has has been in the chat and just you know, been with us on the shows and been with us through through the games uh, on Twitter. Like, yeah, it's just it's been marvelous and and so happy to be a part of this. Yeah, it's been fantastic. I'm glad you've been able to be a regular regular person on the show. It's been phenomenal to have someone who I can really bounce off. Um, I mean, we're we're talking like it's the end of the season. <sighs> It's not no. the end of the season. We've still end. got a few more shows left in the year because yeah. obviously we're going to have the playoff coverage we're going to have the end of yeah. season awards yeah. for us so that'll be happening later on then we're going to have to cover the schedule for next year then we're going to have transfers this that interviews and the other. i mean you're probably going to get whoever <sighs> that whoever that mystery brazilian yeah mystery brazilian <laughs> come on down <laughs> oh dear right um I think we're coming up to a wrap up now. Um, I've got one little thing to play. Um, once we've got that, once we've gone through our stuff, I'm just making sure everything is there. Um, but before I play the video, um, Daniel, as always, let the good people out there know where they can find you. Yeah, find me at S Dakota Soccer on Twitter on and on Instagram. Um, you know love just getting in on the dc uk chat so uh yeah like i said just love interacting with everyone this season it's been so good seeing the group come together yeah love it definitely um and for you guys out there as daniel mentioned um we have a dc uk support group so it's an international group you can be from usa you can be from the uk you can be from europe you can be from south america you can be from antarctica if you want um just head to dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership. Come and join us. It's completely free. You can donate as well, which will allow you to get some exclusive stuff as well. Um, but if you're not into that, you, you just want to support the show, just head to one of the links in the description below. 
um, <laughs> or in the show notes, there's going to be something in there that has um, a merchandise store where you can pick up T-shirts, you can pick up a bucket hat, uh, pint glasses, and even flags, which I haven't actually got on display today. A little bit disappointed in myself. Normally do. Um, but other next than season, that, next season, I'm definitely have uh, some, you need some it. swag. You need here, it up so. there. Um, we'll sort something out for you. Yeah, we'll sort something out. Um, and then hopefully next season will be in my new new place for doing podcasts, which will hopefully be my garage when I eventually move into that house yeah. at some point. So, um, but yeah, that's it for this show. Um, we're going to play the video, which is a little good luck message to, um, to, to DC United for tomorrow. So let's just take a quick look at that. And before we do, until next time, Vamos United. Vamos United. Hey, DC United. James from DC UK here. Myself and a few of the other DC UK support group members wanted to wish you all the luck this weekend on Decision Day. No matter what happens, we're all incredibly proud of the season that you've given us. You've been entertaining. You've given us lots of goals. You've given us so much to be proud of. So good luck this weekend. And Vamos United. We may live in Atlanta, but we still love our DC United. Come on, boys. Let's get all three points on Sunday versus Toronto. Vamos United. Come on, DC. You can do it. One more game. When you're in, nobody knows what can happen, all right? You got this. Vamos United. Hello, boys. This is Daniel with the DC UK podcast. Want to let you know that it's been a pleasure watching you this season. And I hope you go out there, beat Toronto. Whatever happens, happens. It's been great. Anyways, Vamos United. Toronto. Hi guys, just wanted to wish you the best of luck for the last game of the regular season. No matter what, we'll be proud of you and I'll be supporting you all the way from Belgium. Vamos por más.